Hello, welcome back to your favorite girl gang podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Williams, and you are listening to Girl Do It For You. So I am very excited to announce I have a guest joining me today on my 10th episode. I honestly can't believe we've already hit 10 episodes. It's been over 10 weeks of us hanging out and it's honestly been so fun. So I thought it was time to introduce one of my favorite people to you the one, the only, my boyfriend Adam. He is with us today. I have been talking about him in almost every episode, so I thought it was about time to introduce him. So, Adam, go ahead and say hi to all of your fans. Hello. (laughs) And I'm very excited that he is here. Um, He's the first person that is on this podcast, so it's like a little bit weird having somebody sitting next to me while I'm recording, but we're going to put past this. So, I have mentioned, like I said, Adam in almost every single episode, and he is one of the most important people in my life, if not the most important. We have been dating for over two years now, and we definitely have our problems and get into disagreements in our relationship, but he is my person, and I thought, what better way to share my person with you guys than through this podcast? So today we are going to talk about the ins and outs of a healthy relationship and how we've gotten to where we are today in our relationship. I think it's really important and I wanted to talk about this because I've preached throughout this whole entire series that doing the whole wellness thing for you is very important and of course, yes, that is the whole point, doing it for you, but also going through this wellness journey You also have to have healthy relationships along the way and being able to navigate those as well. So whether this be your significant other, family member, friend, whatever it is, it's important to know how to communicate with one another and value each other. So a lot of this stuff, yes, applies to a relationship, but it can also apply to things outside of just a significant other, such as family, friends, whatever it might be. Alright, so before we get started, you all know what to expect, but I am going to do a quick explanation for Adam. So, for each episode, before getting into the episode too much, I share this week's three things I'm grateful for. So, if you want to start thinking about things you're grateful for, my current joy, so that could be anything that's making me happy right now or whatever I might be obsessed with. So, some of mine in the past have been matching sets or cycle bar, Stairmaster workouts, just stuff like that. And then the last thing we do is words of affirmation where I say some affirmations and give them a chance to repeat them. I always start out my episode with this because I think it's really important that we take time to acknowledge the things that we're grateful for as well as be able to switch our brain into growth mindset. So, thinking about the positives and everything that is amazing happening in your life as opposed to the bad things. And I also think it's important just to speak kinder to yourself. So, Adam, I would love if you would also share these with them. So, start thinking about what you are grateful for and your current joy. Okay, so first of all, three things I am grateful for. First off, my healthy body, being able to move and allowing me to do everything, everyday things 
is very important and honestly I feel like it gets overlooked a lot. I'm able to go to work, be able to work out, go on hikes, go skiing, whatever that might be. I am just very fortunate to be able to have that. Another thing that I am grateful for is you being a part of this with me and supporting me and just allowing me to do my thing, but when I ask you to be a part of it, you are happy to be a part of it. The third thing that I'm grateful for is just having a roof over my head. So, you guys, it has been so cold and so windy. I thought that winter was over, but it's not. And it has been snowing for like the past three days here. And having a roof over my head where I can come in and it's warm and I'm safe and being able to afford the things I can afford is just such a blessing and I'm very fortunate to have it. So Adam, what are three things that you are grateful for right now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Of course. Usually usually she kicks to the guys who are listening to this usually she kicks me out of the room wherever she's at (laughs) and i have to close the door and and i can't listen put on his Um, headphones yeah put on my headphones but now um i gotta be a part of it which i'm really excited about so thank you yeah uh three things i'm grateful for you kind of stole one of them which was uh having a roof over my head it has been so cold i'm really thankful for the heat and every time we go out and do something and walk back into the house it's warm i'm like oh my goodness yeah great right We, we literally even talked about this like couple days ago we walked back in and I was like oh my gosh it feels so much better in here than it was outside it was like what 20 degrees or something like yeah, that. yeah it was really cold really cold felt like like six degrees I think so uh second thing I'm grateful for is you Aww. Leslie I'm very thankful for you or grateful for you yeah. and um or you make my life a lot brighter Aww, so I really appreciate the cheesy that. stuff yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well you do and uh the third thing I'm grateful for is to be able to have a job and to be able mm, to that's work a good one. and make money and be able to afford the things that I want to do. Yeah. That is a blessing all in itself. So I'm really thankful for that. That's a really good one. Um, so I haven't talked about, actually, now that you say that, I haven't talked about what you do. So if you want to just go, obviously, not too in-depth because I don't know if a lot of people will understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even understand it. But just kind of like talk a little bit about what your job is and what you do. Sure. Yeah. So I am a software developer. And so what that means is, is I create software and websites and things for people on computers. Yeah. So that's the basics of it. Um, I graduated from Kent State along with you. So that's how we met. Yes, that is. I don't know if we're going to get into that later. We will. We'll get into that. Yeah, Yeah. But but yeah, yeah. So I build things for people on computers, basically. And you work from home. Yeah, hundred percent work from home. Really yeah. nice that you don't have to commute to an office every day. It's great. There's there's a lot of pros to that. There's some cons, yeah. but way more pros. Yeah, sure. he's more of a homebody. I've talked about when I mentioned that I got a job and I wasn't able to work from home. He works from home, and he loves it. I, on the other hand, have to get out of the house and be a part of other people's socialization in order to to be mentally stable yeah but he loves working from home so yeah and that is a big thing i mean the one of the biggest pros is saving money on gas and not having to drive anywhere yeah and being able to roll out of bed and start working the one of the cons you don't really get to socialize with people which i'm totally a homebody so it doesn't bother me too much but then i'm really itching on the weekends to go Mm -hmm. out and, and do something uh, because I'm kind of missing social yeah. interaction throughout the day. Which helps me, though, because I love going out and socializing on the weekends. 
All right, so we are going to jump in to current joy. So, okay, you guys, this is one thing that I've been obsessed with for quite a while, but with spring coming up and spring cleaning beginning to inch its way into my house, we have slowly began to clean and... Yes, we do our Sunday resets, but I feel like I have just been itching to clean more. So, I have been obsessed with turning on my oil diffuser and putting eucalyptus oil in it. So, I actually did a little clean on Saturday before people came over to our house and I turned on that eucalyptus oil and I learned this from one of the podcasters that I listened to, Trinity Tondelier, who is another wellness podcaster, and she always used the eucalyptus oil in her oil diffuser after cleaning, and I have begun to do that as well. So, turning it on just makes my house feel and smell like a spa, and it just elevates the whole entire vibe and makes me really happy. So, Adam... What is one of your current obsessions? I feel like I could guess a couple of different ones that you would say, but I want to hear what you have to say before I make any guesses. Yeah, sure. my current obsession, well, it's kind of in my always obsession, which is playing video games yeah. and, and making video games and, yeah. and doing that stuff. And that's kind of how I got into where my job is now, which is being a software developer, mm-hmm. is because I love video games. I just grew up with them. I love yeah. them. So. Yeah, if I'm not hanging out with you or working out or working, I'm usually playing video games. So that, that's always my obsession. That's fair. Is there one video game that you're obsessed with more than others right now? Well, yeah. Well, the new uh, Harry Potter game came out, or, or Harry Potter based, right? It's called Hogwarts yeah. Legacy, and I've been playing that. And I'll pull you into the room every now and then. I'm like, Leslie, look at this, <laughs> yeah. look at this. And and I get really excited about it because it's so, it's so cool. I've been waiting on that game for like 30 years or, or 20 years. So That's been a very popular one too recently. I've seen a lot of TikToks about it on my For You page at least. Yeah, it's been huge. Of the Harry Potter one. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was actually the one I shared with you guys that I went to Harry Potter with. So I feel like that's also kind of, or not Harry Potter. I went to Harry Potter World with. And so I feel like that's kind of brought you a little bit more into it too because we got to experience that yeah that was really cool and we yeah. got to hang out in the harry potter world section uh for for quite a while and we just got to sit there and just like watch the 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 day go by yeah. and it was really cool and it was super cool drink some butter beer and, oh yeah it was so fun yeah. all right so now i want you all to be present in the episode take some deep breaths. We are going to do our words of affirmation. Adam, if you would like to repeat them with me after I say them, you're welcome to. Sure. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the time we have together. This might be a little bit of a longer one just because I tend to get off topic, especially when I'm sitting here talking to Adam. So we will see how long it is. I'll keep you on track, don't worry. Yeah, he will. (laughs) But once you are present, let's begin our words of affirmation. So Adam, I'm going to say them first, and then I'm going to say them again so they can repeat it with me, and you can say it the second time. Okay, okay. Okay. I easily attract loving energy and loving relationships. I easily attract loving energy and loving relationships. I am surrounded by love. I I am surrounded surrounded by by love. love. I am strong and beautiful and attract the same. I I am strong strong and beautiful and attract attract the the same. same. I deserve the best. 
I deserve, deserve the, the best. best. I am doing this for me. I, I am, am doing, doing this, this for, for me. me. <laughs> good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was very good. All right, you guys. So, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. It's actually funny because when I asked you, I was totally not expecting the reaction you gave me. So, you guys, when I I came upstairs, he was laying in bed, and I asked him if he would want to be a part of this episode, and he seemed so excited and honored that I asked him, and it actually made me even more excited because this is something that has kind of been mine, and his thing is always going and playing video games. And my thing has kind of been working on this podcast and like he said, I'll come up here and I'll lock the door and make him put his headphones on so he can't hear me talking. So this is completely out of my comfort zone because somebody's not usually sitting here listening to me. So it feels way different, but I'm very happy that he is doing this with me. And so let's just go ahead and jump right in. So, first of all, I want you to talk about how we met. So, we're going to start at the beginning. In your own words, describe how we met. So, not the first time we hung out, but what is your first memory of me in your life? Oh, man. That was... It was so long ago when we first actually met. It was. Um, So, this was back in 2018. And I was in a fraternity called Alpha Tau Omega. Mm-hmm. And Leslie had just came to Kent and she was friends with a lot of guys that we, or her friend group, I should say, was friends with a lot of guys. Well, you were too, but yeah. friends with a lot of the guys that we were recruiting and a couple guys that I knew personally. And so Leslie started coming around and I introduced myself, of course. And yeah, it, we, came, we started off completely platonic. I was in another relationship at the time. Yeah, we just met and we 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 clicked as friends really really well, yeah. and from that point on, I always liked hanging out with Leslie, just in a friend way too. It wasn't even wasn't even um, anything more than that. I feel like there wasn't. I was thinking about this, like I remember the first time I met you, but I feel like there wasn't a moment that I can really think about in college where you weren't like a part of my life. I feel like we were really close friends and obviously when he was in a relationship it was platonic and we were just kind of anytime we saw each other out we would get really excited to see each other say hi but once that relationship ended we kind of got closer and especially over COVID over the summer and it kind of just went from there well so I was in another serious relationship before us, and mm-hmm. that relationship had ended the day COVID started, like the exact day. Horrible. And so uh, that was kind of a crazy opportunity for me because um, it allowed me to kind of just shut in. Everything was shutting down and just really focus on myself yeah. and build myself back up to be exactly who I wanted to be and be ready for another relationship. Yeah. And so I didn't reach out to Leslie until a couple months after that. And I had Snapchatted her and basically and just said, hey, when are you going to be back in Kent? Uh, you know, I'd really like to hang out with you and maybe we could, you know, have a big group over or whatever and, and hang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny that you say that, actually, because I kind of made that point in the beginning of the episode that in order to be in a healthy relationship, you 
obviously have to put work into yourself first and you can't rely on the other person to quote-unquote fix you and that's really something that I emphasize in this podcast is doing this wellness journey and taking care of yourself for you not for anybody else and I think that that's a little bit of what we both did during COVID before we started to hang out non-platonically is we were working on ourselves and becoming the best version of ourselves before even hopping into any sort of relationship. And I think that that's what started our healthy relationship is we knew who we were before we tried to get to know somebody else. Yeah, and I'm a big believer in that whatever your relationship was with other people, it'll only be as good as your relationship with yourself. Yeah. So if you feel horrible about yourself, even if you have a great relationship with somebody after a while, that's going to be horrible too. So you have to be in a good mind mind and a good space yeah. to be able to handle more serious relationships. Oh, for sure. And that's that's what's so important about taking care of yourself, like you said, is you have to put work into yourself before you put it into anybody else. And it's very well known that you can't fix somebody even if you want to. So bettering yourself before getting into a relationship is really good. All right. So I have a couple questions for you, Adam, and we can spend time, both of us talking about it, but we do live together for those of you that don't know. And we have been living together for honestly almost two years now, Yeah, (laughs) even though we've been in a relationship for two years. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Officially, we've been living together for like, what, eight months? Yeah, like our own place. Yeah. But we've pretty much been inseparable since we started dating so literally so really about two years yeah yeah so how do you think living together is and pure honesty what has been the hardest thing for you living together Ooh, that's a great question um well first of all i love living with you it's great (laughs) before you say something bad compared no no well compared to um my other living situations where I was in a house with four other guys and, you know, the dishes get crazy and mm-hmm. trash gets crazy and there's it just is so gross, to yeah. be honest. Living with you has been so clean. It's been so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm finally becoming an adult with my sleep schedule yeah. and with how I live. I feel like I've always been pretty clean, but now I feel like somebody else is really holding me accountable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't want to be, you know, dirty or anything. So. Yeah. I tell you, you guys, we do our sp- or we do our Sunday reset we really every do. single week. We really do every a, single a big week. One. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the hardest part of us living together? Um, I would say just adjusting to, you know, e- each other and our and our quirks and and yeah. and what we like or don't like with living with each other, right? Yeah. So, um, dishes is one thing where it, we've always had clean dishes. We've always had a clean sink, but that always takes getting used to is is how do we, you know, do we do, we do dishes before we make dinner or, or clean before we eat or after or what do we do there? Right. Um, yeah, cleaning, like what was our cleaning schedule going to look like? Um, differences in work schedule, when are you going to wake up? When am I going to wake up? What time are we going to go to bed? Yeah. Um, things like that, right? Yeah. I, I think another one was with with guys, when you live with guys a lot of the time they don't really have a whole lot of stuff or if they have a lot of yeah. if they have a lot of things they cram it all into one space yeah 
Whereas girls are very more neat and organized, but they really spread out their stuff and like, yeah. Girls do. They have more. Yeah. They have more shoes. They have more clothes. So like, many more shoes. Yeah. yeah. That, so many more shoes. And yeah. I can argue about that. But yeah. Yeah, way more clothes. But uh-huh. to be fair, styling as a man is way easier. Right. Um. So, yeah, I guess getting used to all the clothes and girl things, I guess. Like, the girl things, yeah. You would, definitely. You would not catch me dead with an oil diffuser in college um in my in my house but you love it i love it yeah it it's great good. it smells good it smells great yeah um i i enjoy it yeah but there's no way you would have found that in my frat house very fair yes well actually you're talking about routine so since we have basically been living together for almost two years i mean it's been eight months sharing a space just you and me but like he said i was in and out of his house all the time so we are basically inseparable we have figured out our routine so we have discovered when it's time to do dishes what time both of us wake up what time is a good time to go to bed you know it's kind of starting to run like a well-oiled machine so we're discovering who does what around the house when to give each other space that all takes learning and that all takes time when absolutely yeah. yeah when we were first together in the same place did you ever find that challenging or do you remember a time that you encountered wow this is going to take some time getting used to well i think the biggest thing was time management right which mm-hmm. is when i needed free space or, or free time mm-hmm. and you felt like we should be hanging out or or otherwise you know opposite of that right yeah. so getting used to each other's schedules and how we fit in with one with one another mm-hmm. and also we see each other every day now like literally yeah. every single day we go to bed together wake up together and so finding the right balance between that and when we should go on dates when should we have our free time things like that that was actually pretty challenging um mm-hmm. it, it it just takes a while to to get used to and and you have to be open to communication and saying, hey, you know, I don't really want you to go do this right now. I kind of want to be hanging out. Or, hey, I really need some free time. And I really don't want to be hanging out or doing this or that. And just being open and honest. And eventually you will uh, figure out what's right for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that giving each other that alone time and respecting that is something that definitely took some getting used to. Because when you're in a fresh relationship, you kind of just want to be with each other all the time. And it's fun. It's new. But there does come a point when you're living together that you need to have that alone time because you can't always be with that person and you need to have your independent things. So, for example, he's done really great. I have my morning moments. You guys, every single morning I have my alone time because I do wake up earlier which has worked out really well and even if he's up when I'm awake because sometimes that does happen I always get out of bed earlier and he allows me to have my space in the morning so I can have my morning moment I can slowly wake up and at night when it is time to go to bed we share our time we can watch our tv shows together and then he has his night moment of winding down and being able to watch his YouTube videos as well as whatever he needs to be doing. Sometimes he goes downstairs and plays video games. So I think that having that alone time is really important in a healthy relationship as well. 
I totally agree with that. I mean, I think it's really important to have space in a relationship, even when you're living together. And that's one of the biggest challenges is being is is keeping the um the the flame alive in terms of really wanting to hang out with each other and being excited to see each other yeah. and, and wanting to go on a date and wanting to go do this and that and it becomes harder because you see each other literally every day for half the day or more right um so I totally believe in alone time I think uh, space makes the heart grow fonder right yeah. I think it's the right way to say yeah, that yeah that's a, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah you have to have alone time to work on yourself or to decompress or to just run through your thoughts before you are having to talk to another person. No, I 100% agree. And that actually is the perfect segue. I wanted to talk about the roommate phase. So for those of you that don't know what that is, it's essentially when you move in with a significant other, a lot of couples go through this, which is called the roommate phase. And you start out really excited to live together. And like Adam said, the spark is there. And then as you hit that roommate phase, you are just treating one another like a roommate. So there is no dates. There is no affection as much, at least. And I think that we went through that a little bit. It was only about a, week, a two-week thing. Yeah. Because we confronted it really early and that made it a lot easier to deal with. But it was definitely something that we went through. But it is also important to value your partner and make sure that they feel special as well. So that brings us to talking about ways that we spend time together and creative, fun things to make each other feel special. So I think one thing that we've done a lot is finding a show that we watch together and we've honestly went through a lot of shows, I feel like. Yeah, we've gone through a lot. Yeah, yeah. so we've done Modern Family, um, The Middle, we're watching Big Bang Theory. How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, that's a good one. But we have one designated show that we only watch together. And so that can be one great way to spend time together is having that show that we'll sit and we'll eat dinner together and watch it or right before bed i think that that's a great way to spend time together Uh, i think what's really important about that is every single one of those shows has already been completely finished and every episode is only like 20 25 minutes yeah and they're kind of lighthearted and relaxing and the whole point of that is that we can just even though we've had a busy day we can sit down watch something for 20 minutes 25 minutes and um you know if we have to go about our day go about our day or just hang out and watch more so Mm -hmm. that's that's one of the best things about those shows yeah and it makes it really easy to spend time together as well as like you said turn our brains off after a long day of work and another thing that i think is important not only spending time together but also trust and having that be a big part of the relationship any relationship honestly is really important you have to be able to trust one another in order for it to be a successful relationship. So one thing is always communicating with one another. So if something comes up or there is something going on to have that communication with one another and be able to feel like you are comfortable bringing that up and respecting each other's feelings is super important. So one example is when it comes to speaking respectfully with one another and being okay to argue, yes, that's healthy, but also being able to respect and listen to each other's feelings is 
anytime you get into a disagreement, you have to see the other person's perspective and honor their feelings, like I said. So, for example, I've talked about this, but I have wanted a dog for so long and I grew up with dogs. I love dogs and I think that a puppy would be such a fun addition to my life and Adam's life. But Adam, on the other hand, he does want a dog, but he doesn't have that same itching desire that I necessarily have. And Adam, if you want to jump in here at any point, feel free. But a couple of months ago, I was getting very frustrated because I felt that the idea of getting a dog kept not being shut down, but kind of put on the back burner. And so we sat down. Adam actually pulled me aside because he noticed I was frustrated. And we sat down and he respected how I felt and decided that when it's time to re-sign our lease, we'll revisit the conversation and he's going to highly consider the idea of looking for a dog. So, he didn't just shut down my idea and tell me I felt stupid or I sounded stupid or I shouldn't want a dog or whatever it was. He sat down and we had an adult conversation and we compromised and he had respect for my feelings. I think one of the biggest things about those types of conversations where uh, I'm opposed to having a dog at the moment uh, for various reasons and, you know, you're really itching for it mm-hmm. is to be honest with each other and to not try to point fingers or be mean or hurtful or just say, ah, I don't want to talk about it or oh, we'll bring it up later. Right. Like, no, you, no, you should you should come into that conversation with logic, logic and and an understanding of what the other person wants. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I try to do in that conversation. That was a tough one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like we're in a good place there. And I mm-hmm. feel like we both know what we want in that aspect. Yeah. Just, like, coming into the conversation, being willing to see the other person's perspective and their point of view and how whatever might have happened made them feel, regardless if you think that should have made them feel that way or not. Like, what you did caused them to feel a certain way and you have no control over their feelings. So, acknowledging that you didn't mean to necessarily make them feel that way, but you are going to try to do better or whatever it might be is really healthy in a relationship. So, another thing that you guys have probably heard before is something that has been very relevant in our relationship is sometimes if I'm upset or vice versa, we will ask the other person if they want advice or comforting or just allowing them to complain. As a girl, sometimes it feels good just to be able to vent. And I'm sure with you too, Adam, it feels good sometimes to just be able to vent, but you don't want to necessarily get a solution. And so, sometimes I'll vent about something and Adam will try to give me some advice And I'll just say, like, oh, no, I don't want advice. I just want you to comfort me. Like, just tell me I'm right. And when I'm more level-headed, then we can have the conversation. So, I don't know what you think about that, but I think that that's something that has helped us avoid a lot of arguments is being able to communicate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the biggest things. And honestly, at this point, when I can tell you you want an event, or you want to vent, I'll just say, hey, do you want advice or you want me to just listen? Yeah. Um, and that's the most honest answer I can give because I think 
for me and I think for many guys, we want to just give you advice. We want to fix the problem. We want to make you happy. But on your end, it's just, you know, I don't really care about your advice. I probably already know it's right. I just want to vent and and have somebody to talk to. Yeah. So that's the best way to, to handle it is just say, hey, you want you just want you want advice or do you want to talk? Yeah. And I think also the logic standpoint that comes from you, you're a lot more logical than I am in that aspect. So when I get caught up in something, sometimes I don't think as logically as I would if I wasn't wrapped up in it. And so it does help to get the logic, but also sometimes my brain just needs to get all the thoughts out and then talk about the logic later. And I think that you're really good at being able to decipher the difference. But I think in new relationships, obviously, I had to communicate that with you before you being able to tell the difference. Yeah, there's a huge growing period. I mean, honestly, now we're so comfortable with each other, we can say whatever we want. But when you're first starting to date somebody, you're still kind of dancing that line Mm -hmm. and kind of tight walking or uh, tightrope walking that um, that, that conversation you're having with your, your partner. And you don't want to offend them, but, you know, it's just it's just harder to, to have a conversation right. like that. Right, yeah. You know? And you have to get comfortable being able to say, hey, like, w- what do you want? Yeah. You know, rather than trying to play it off and, and listen, right? Right, and, or like, just try listen. to fix yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing that I think is really important, and we have been talking for a, a minute now, so we're going to try to wrap it up a little bit, but... The last thing I wanted to talk about is the communication of love languages. So this is extremely important because if you don't communicate those love languages early on, there could be love being shown, but if that's not how you like to receive love, you might not notice it as much. And then there's stuff that gets lost in communication and it just is a whole thing. So one thing that we, like I said, communicated early on, is our love languages. So we talked about this early just because when we started dating or I guess talking, it was kind of a popular thing, if I'm not mistaken, is the love languages thing was kind of talked about a lot in our school while we were starting to date. So I asked him what his love languages are and we took the little quiz online. It was like a whole thing. The reason that this is so important is if he is constantly giving me words of affirmation and my love language was physical touch, then him constantly telling me he loves me or that he misses me might not make me feel as loved as him giving me a hug. But if he doesn't know that my love language is physical touch, then the words of affirmation might not mean as much. Or vice versa, if I didn't know that his love language was words of affirmation, then I wouldn't know what to be looking for. So, Adam, if you would like to share, I would love to hear or share with everyone what your love languages are. Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say that when you start out in a relationship, you really don't know all the nooks and crannies of someone and what they like and dislike. So, a lot of people will just kind of go right towards uh, showing their love based on what they like. Exactly. And so the biggest thing is when you're going into a new relationship is to be honest with the other person and say, hey, I really don't like this, this, or hey, I really do like this, or hey, you know, I really do want flowers or, mm-hmm. or this or that. And this is what I don't like. This is what I do. And that way you're letting them know, hey, I know you're trying to show me love your way, but this is the way I like it. 
Right. And it takes a while to get to that point where you get comfortable uh, knowing really what your, your partner likes and, and how to show your love in the way that they want it. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's totally a growing pain there for a relationship. Um, my love language is, I forget what the quiz, what it's on the quiz. But I know, like, we took it so it long It was like ago. physical touch and what, acts of service or words of affirmation or something? I don't I remember one of yours is physical touch, but I can't remember. Yeah, I, I like physical touch. I like acts of service and words of affirmation. I like, I like when, for example, I'm super tired and you're like, hey, you know what? I'll do the dishes. You just go lay down and, and, yeah. and relax. That makes me feel so good. Yeah. Um, same with physical touch. I like getting hugged. I like... Cause you know, the I snuggles. like the snuggles. I like snuggling. <laughs> yeah, I like all that. So yeah, um, that's one of my favorite ways uh, to be loved. How do you think that you show love? Because I feel like sometimes it's different for people. Mm-hmm. Um, receiving love might be different than how you give love. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, it's it, when you first out start out in a relationship, the only way you know how to give love is the way you want it. So. Right. So, you know, when you start out, I was only, I was really focusing on physical touch and acts of service. Whereas for you, you might want gifts Mm -hmm. or words of affirmation or something else. So the way that I show love to you now is by, I know you like little gifts, so I like giving you little gifts or telling you, um, you know, how I feel and and uh, giving you words of affirmation Uh, is, is, is huge. And I think also you've kind of grown into my love language which is physical touch right. and now you like to snuggle yeah. and you like to lay in bed and watch shows and yeah and just decompress yeah and i think you guys i have to share this because i think it was really cute and i just want to brag for a second um for valentine's day this was right before or i guess right after we went through like the little roommate phase and i told him that i really like to get little gifts and So I talked to one of my friends about it and she asked me if I had been showing him love in the ways that I should be. And honestly, I realized that I hadn't and I was asking him to do something that I even wasn't doing myself. So I started to give him little gifts the week leading up to Valentine's Day. And I came home one day and he had all these cute little gifts like every day for me as well. And that made me feel so loved and also knowing that he was listening to what I was saying. Without even saying it, really. Right. Without even saying it. Like, I... I totally got what you're trying to go for there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that felt really good that he was listening and knowing that he was like, oh, I got to step it up a little bit. And then I came home to the cutest things. Like, one time there was a little... um, stuffed animal cactus and what was it what did it say cacti cacti cactus yeah cacti plus cacti equals cactus yeah and i was like did you come up with this by yourself he goes um no i looked it up i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) and it was so funny but um yeah just knowing each other's love languages can really go super far honestly yeah well and another big thing is when you're in a rut like that it's always better Instead of trying to get them to do something more, trying to get them to do this or that, always looking inwards and saying, okay, well, where am I messing up? And maybe if I show the first steps of, you know, giving small gifts or something else or whatever it is, uh, then they'll be more reciprocal to mm-hmm. uh, giving it back. Right. And that's what that's what my friend Haley kind of reminded me of is that even though... I may not be getting what I wanted at the time from you. Well, am I doing anything for you? No, I wasn't. And so making sure 
and looking inward, like you said, to see what you need to be adding into the relationship. Yes, there's going to be times where you're giving it your all and you're not receiving what you should be receiving and that's when you need to reevaluate the relationship. But there's always more that you can do in making people feel loved and the first step is knowing their love languages. So, I think we are going to end it here. We have been blabbing for quite a minute now, but I just like sitting here. Now, I'm starting to get comfortable and having somebody be on the show with me. So, thank you, Adam, for being a part of this little girl gang this week. I honestly am so excited that you have been a part of this, and I'm so excited for you all to hear. I'm recording this on Monday, so it might be coming out a little late on Tuesday, but that's okay. This has honestly just been so amazing sharing my life with you all and now having one of my favorite people be a part of it really just feels great. So, if you are not already, go follow my Instagram, which is girldoitforyoupod, where you can stay up to date with everything. I have some upcoming potential collaborations, which I'm very excited about, and so you will want to follow Instagram to stay updated. But, just to end this out, relationships are hard, you guys. I don't want to make it sound like this is super easy. Day after day, spend time getting to know each other more. Even though we've been dating for over two years, there's always new stuff to learn and always boundaries to learn. We have been working on this and if you're willing to put in the work and the other person is as well, it is very much worth it, very possible. Very rewarding, yeah. Very rewarding, yeah, but it just takes the work and... I am very thankful that I've found somebody that's willing to put that work in with me and that I am willing to put in work for them. So, thank you, Adam, for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes, and I love you all, and I will talk to you guys next week.